Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. What's up? It is good to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. Oh my God, I love that song. It is a beautiful day in our city. Sunny. Could it get any nicer? No. I've been outside all morning. And by the way, did I see on the forecast this morning that it's only going to continue this way for a while? It's the second fall spring. Uh, Currently 66, 62 tomorrow, 62 Saturday, 71 Sunday, 73 uh, Monday. Bring it. 72 Tuesday, 44 Wednesday. Yeah, this would be what I would consider the second faux spring. Okay. So we had second winter over the weekend. It only lasted two days. It was very short. We are in second faux spring. Third winter's coming up. Okay, so today's one of those days that's so nice, and then Dana goes and does something stupid, but it's going to make everyone laugh, so here we go. Uh, I... I have no idea where this is going. ...was driving in my car. The windows were down. I was rocking out to Taylor Swift. Antihero, of course. And talking to Carrie. All of those things were true at the same time. Because when it's nice out, Dana gets super vitamin D happy. It's me. Hi. And so I'm right. I'm paying attention it. to the road. I want to be clear. Carrie was on Bluetooth. It just comes through. And I'm singing. I'm dancing. I'm happy. And I notice what looks like a cop to my left. I see these flashing lights. And it was like a cruiser police-looking car. And I was like, he was just kind of stopped right in the middle of the road. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get over. What is going on? Hi, officer. And as I drive by, I'm like, that doesn't really look like a cop. More like a sheriff, but not really even like a sheriff, but had all the lights and the bars and the sounds and all the things. So Carrie and I are talking, talking, talking. Oh, please tell me he lit you up. I look up in front of me. Oh, it's worse, I think. And I see flashers. And then more flashers. Yes. And then more flashers. I got trapped in a funeral procession. Oh, man. Or you got a police escort to work. (laughs) I'm going to go with the latter. It's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. That's right. right. I love you so much right now. So (laughs) I'm on the phone with Carrie and I go, oh, 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 God. I'm trapped in a funeral procession. 
And she goes, are you kidding me? Only you. And I go, what do I do? And she goes, well, get out of it. How did you get in it? it? I don't know. The hearse was in front of me. I think grandma was behind me. I don't know. Wait, you were all all the way up by the hearse? Sam? Did you just turn in? I I don't know. I was coming from Chick-fil-A where I got a large iced tea. We believe you. You don't have to take a sip. I was thirsty. Have you ever gotten accidentally in? First of all, it's been a long time since I've seen a funeral procession. Chick-fil-A where? Right here. Over here? Oh, it was before Chick-fil-A. Sorry. It was on my way to Chick-fil-A. I did one time turn on to Metcalf in the middle of a funeral procession. I just didn't understand what was happening until I was right in the middle of it. Now, my biggest fear was... Cars are pulling over for me, and they're like, we're sorry for your loss. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm like, it's all good. My biggest fear when it happened (laughs) to me was... Just trying to exit here, people. When I do pull off, will they follow me? Yeah, I don't. (sighs) Sam, here's what I did. (laughs) Carrie goes, Dana... Signal, get out of the line. Did you have your hazards on? No, I didn't, Scott. Everybody else did. It wasn't part of the procession. <laughs> I just very nicely, quietly, with kind of the courtesy wave, like, uh-huh. oops, sorry. Uh, I exited off of Shawnee Mission Parkway onto that little roundabout that takes you on to Metcalf and then just went around and came into work that way. So whoever you are, I am so sorry for your loss. Are you? I did not mean to crash the funeral procession. And they and I did see when I passed the cop, it said funeral services. And I went, for a minute, I was like, what? And then I saw the the flashing light. Like, not the flash. You know what I mean? The hazard the lights. Hazards, the hazards on every, on every car. Do we still do funeral processions? Then why aren't they just all the time? It has been, I cannot tell you the last time I've seen one. Certainly have never been trapped in one. Well, People die every day, you know yes. that. Yes, but do police officers still um, offer whatever escort. you escort? Because this was not a police officer. Well, what was it, Dana? A funeral escorter person. I bet that was probably a police officer no. who was off duty. The car did not look like, that's why when I passed it, I was like, is that, is that a sheriff's? And it was just stopped. Well, he was stopped in the middle of the road so the funeral procession could go through the light. Mm-hmm. Oh, you blew past no, the no, don't no, drive no, past me. Not, I'm blocking I, the roadway. I guy. did not. First of all, I did not. Sounds like she did. Run the red because it was green when did I went through. Did you turn right on red? No, I was just trying to do what I could to respectfully extract myself from what was an embarrassing situation. After you disrespectfully inserted yourself in their situation? I think you have to have intent for there to be disrespect. I had no intent to be disrespectful. I just looked up and I was right in it. <laughs> I'm still sticking with you. Got a police escort to work. Carrie <laughs> <laughs> oh, goes, only you. Only you. How was your day? My day was fine. People are calling in. Please don't call in if that was the loss of your loved one. I am truly so sorry. So we don't know who this was? No. Just Marge? I don't know. You're just there for the funeral procession? Yep. Joining right on in. (laughs) What music were you playing? Ave Maria. (laughs) Ave Maria. (laughs) Only you, kid. Only you. Uh, police typically only do it in high-profile situations now. They have yeah. entire police or uh, funeral escort services Got that it. will do the same thing. Got it. Yeah. I don't know. And you didn't see him right there in the intersection? Good chat. I honestly, <laughs> I chat. thought it was a cop. 
and didn't understand why they were there. And then I drove by and went, oh, God, that's not a cop. And then by the time I drove by. You just inserted yourself right into the funeral procession. Before I realized what it was. Yes. I mean, when was the last time you even saw a funeral procession. I mean, we cover them as, as a function a of, of years. well, as a function of the news. Certainly, God forbid, if we lose an officer in the line of duty or something like that. That's not what this was. This was just somebody trying to get to newcomers and sons, you know. Which, by the way, I know it's not the greatest name because everybody. I understand. Really a new, I understand that your I understand that your last name is newcomer. <laughs> But maybe we come up with a different name for your funeral home. Maybe like Sweet Garden or um, Green Palms or or something like that. Maybe Newcomer for the name of a funeral home is probably not the best name. Right. Longtime listener, first time caller. Newcomer. Oh, she's a newcomer. They all are. She'll be welcome here. Yeah, I know. 913-586-7798-586-7798. She is Dana Wright. She crashes uh, funeral processions. That guy over there is Sam Stevie the Third. My name is Scott here on KMBZ. All right. Before we get started, I want to remind everybody that we do not talk politics on this program, and there will be people who want to call in and blame lawmakers for the story that we're about to talk about. Um, we are not going to go there. This could be any city in the nation. It happens to be Chicago. And the story is about education and education spending. And while I read this story, I want you guys to look up what we spend in Kansas City, Missouri per pupil per year in the Kansas City, Missouri public school system. Okay. This is an editorial. And here is your headline. A Chicago school spends 49 thousand dollars per student say say the number again forty nine thousand dollars per student and no one is proficient even unfathomable amounts of money do not guarantee student achievement according to the logic of nevada's education establishment spry community links high school in chicago should be the envy of every nation per pupil spending on that campus reached more than $49,300 last year. That is no typo. Nevada increased its education spending by around 25% last legislative session. This school year, per pupil funding there is a bit under $12,000. It will increase to $13,000 in Nevada next year. Okay? Okay. Uh, Which is why I want you to look up per pupil spending here. Sam? Kansas City Public Schools spends $16,024 per student each year. In Got the it. state of Kansas, it is $17,358. Okay, so w- w- looking at the Nevada numbers, they're right in that wheelhouse, okay? If money fixed education, Spry High School in Chicago must be thriving. After all, nearly $50,000 a student is almost three times greater than most districts' quote optimal funding, but it is not. You ready for this? Spry doesn't have a single student proficient in reading, not one. Not a single student is proficient in math. All of that money can't even get kids to show up. Spry's chronic truancy rate is more than 
percent. Good God. About the only thing this failure doesn't affect is its four-year graduation rate, which is a laughable 76 percent. All of the data was just released from the Illinois State Board of Education report card. Well, well, wait, let me stop you. They have a graduation rate of 76 percent. You just read that. Yes. But yet not one single student in that high school is proficient in anything. Correct. Which means they are just passing those kids on through. They're just they're literally a diploma mill. I want to talk to our teachers about this. What does $50,000 per pupil get you? Is it a laptop and a computer for every child? Is it that is such a mind blowing amount of money Swimming pool for every child. when ours is 16,000 and 17,000. If you said to Kansas City Public Schools, what if we threw money at Kansas City Public Schools and instead of $16,000, we gave you 50 grand per student? They did that back in the day. If money fixed broken schools, the op-ed reads, Spry High School would be among the best in America. Instead, it's an expensive lesson on how money isn't the answer to improving the nation's struggling public education system. I would also throw in here, throwing money at the homeless problem doesn't work either. Uh, U.S. News actually has a full breakdown of the spending for okay. Kansas City Public Schools. They spend $103.5 million on in-classroom instruction. Read that teachers. Yeah. yeah, I would assume other things like cost of classroom supplies, things like that, even though that's minimal, uh, as you well know from teachers, what teachers mm-hmm. tell us. Support services, $111 million, $111.7 million. What, what does that mean? Uh, I would assume that would be administrative services, yeah. counseling, janitorial services, you, you, building you, costs. You cannot buy, and, and I, I know some people are going to take me to test for this. The problems in schools begin in the home. They just do. Okay. There's a reason. And $50,000 per child doesn't fix that? No, it doesn't fix it at all. You're you're throwing money at a a problem instead of solving the problem. The the problem is at home. It just is. And nobody wants to admit that. Nobody wants to have this conversation. Well, I, I paint with a broad brush. If the kid goes home, to parents or a parent that doesn't seem interested in their educational well-being, they will take no interest in their educational well-being. There's a reason that I succeeded in school. It was not because I enjoyed studying. It was because I feared my parents. I feared them. Okay. And I feared what would happen to me. And I didn't think my parents would beat me. But for $50,000 a year, you throw money we at it can't you get them into school? No, you can't get them that's, into that, school. That's enough if, to buy every child a BMW to drive there themselves. It, you might as well just tell them to drop out and we'll give you $50,000 a year and just go live. Uh, to Scott's point, you can't get them to do the homework when they get home. Yeah, that, that's you the key. You only have control from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Well, they don't even have control over that. That's true. With the truancy rate. Well, if the truancy rate is 85%, which I just find deplorable, I mean, that means that on any given day, you're educating a fraction of the actual student body because most of them aren't there. The taxpayers should be furious and you should say, let's claw that back. Let's, well, they can't claw it back. Let's stop with trying to throw money at this problem to fix it. The the same way I would say about the homeless problem. You know, Seattle, they spent $100,000 for every woman, man, and child. And the problem has only gotten worse. Mm -hmm. You, You can't force people to take an interest in their children. And I would remind you of the Arthur Benson era here in Kansas City, yep. where they threw hundreds of millions of dollars 
at the public school system in Kansas City, Missouri, just to try to get them up to accreditation. It didn't work. It didn't work. And it never will work. You can build the most beautiful schools you want. If the parents don't force their kids to go to school and do their homework when they come home, it means nothing. And uh, money's not going to change it. No, for an interesting God, no. comparison, Blue Valley School District compared to KCPS, Blue Valley spends only $11,000 per student. $11,000 in the Blue Valley School District. Five One of the top less. districts in the country. And you know why? Because the parents wake up every morning, they're like, get dressed, eat your breakfast, and get your butt to school. When you get home from school, you better do your homework. They do spend a whopping $154 million on in-classroom instruction. Which means the teachers are probably paid a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. But, again, if the kids are going home to a home, let me rephrase that. If the kids are going to a house after school that is not a home and are not being told, hey, how was your day? By the way, just asking a kid, how was your day at school today, can increase their grades by 15%. Marcus in Blue Springs. Marcus, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, Scott. Well, I'm in Independence, but Blue Springs School District. Uh, The reason I'm calling is because I totally agree that money doesn't make the difference. I think part of the problem is that uh, you say kids don't show up to Kansas City Public Schools, and I totally agree with that. But I would like to know why, you know, the Kansas City Police Department or where the school district extends into Independence or Raytown or the county sheriff isn't enforcing those truancy laws, because I think it is about showing up. But just for some statistics, you look at Blue Springs Public Schools. uh, Before COVID-2018, they had 100% rating on the state standardized tests. Uh, In 2022, they had a 94% rating on the state standardized tests. They spend half the amount of money of Kansas City Public Schools, and that's in the same county. I mean, that's comparing apples to apples. So I'd just like to know what it is about Kansas City Public Schools, whether it's not enforcing the truancy laws, uh, which I think is a big a big thing, or is it, you know, it's the only unionized school district in all of Jackson County, and they have the worst numbers. Is it the teachers' unions? I don't know, but there's something wrong. I, well, I don't know that it has anything to do with the union, and I'm not a huge fan of unions to begin with, so don't get me wrong. I, I think what this really has to deal with is what are these kids going home to at night? Excuse me, I've got a frog in my throat. What are they going home to at night? Are they going home to a supportive home where mom or dad or mom and dad, when they walk in the door, says, how was school today? What did you learn? What did you learn But you can't force... You can't force that. You can't legislate that. You can't pay for that. But you also cannot pay... To make students want to be better students. I agree, which is why if you lived in that district, let's say you don't have children, how mad are you that each student is getting $50,000 and the numbers aren't getting better, they're getting worse? And they'll continue to get worse. 913-586-7798. Justin, Tom, Sean, you guys all hang tight. We do have an open line if you want to grab it at 913-586-7798. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We got a call out to the current. It's not getting returned at the moment, but we'll get into that in the next hour of the program. And uh, why some people say we should be thrilled to be spending $50 a match on parking. Uh, Justin in KCK. Justin, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, thank you for taking the call, Parks. Of course. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, man, you hit it perfectly on the head. I have personal experience with this. It definitely starts at the home. Um, I have three daughters. I have shared custody with them, with their mother uh, for several years. We have shared residential custody uh, off and on. My kids have lived in Texas, Tennessee, and Florida with their mother. They have lived in Roland Park, Kansas, and Kansas City, Kansas with me. Every year they have lived with me, they have had academic awards and attendance awards. Every year they have lived with their mother, they have slid back, they have failed, and they have not attended school. My children moved here this last February, and we just had a meeting about this the other day. With their mother since last February, my children have accumulatively missed at least 50 days of school, and that is just simply because she doesn't want to get up and drive them to school, and she doesn't want to get up and enforce them to get on the bus. When they lived with me, me and my wife were um, very strict, very stringent. My wife was education-minded. She was an early education teacher, also going through paralegal studies at the time herself, and we had very strict control. When you come home, you do homework, whether it's iPad, whether it's tablet, whether it's paper, didn't matter. They had every excuse in the world with their mother, but with us, succeeded and thrived. So it definitely just starts at home, and there's really no way to legislate that. That's going to be just a, a, a cultural thing. We have to put education first the way that some of our, our foreign competitors do. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you made the point, Justin. And it's a difficult conversation that a lot of people don't want to have. Where is the real problem? Well, it's got to be at school. Well, let's throw money at it. The problem is not at school. Now, do some school districts have better teachers than others? Probably. Do other school districts pay teachers more and are able to attract better teachers? Yeah, probably. But I have long made the argument any student can succeed. Any student can succeed if they have support at home. 
Without that support at home, they're screwed. Sean in Warrensburg. Sean, hello. Hello. Hi. This is a topic that could take four hours, and I'll try to keep my points brief. You're exactly right about the home, but we can't fix that. And so we've got to look at, okay, what are the other factors? Well, one of the factors is that we have, and you've mentioned this before, too many top-paying administration positions. You have a lot of people making the rules, the regulations, and in some ways putting handcuffs on lower administrators and teachers in regards to discipline, addressing behaviors, and things like that. And I think another thing that happens is that from the government standpoint, it's trickle-down. School is a business. And if you are not producing the numbers, not the students, the numbers – then you as a district get spanked and don't get funding. And then if you as a school building don't produce numbers, the district spanks you because then the government spanks you and it trickles down from there. We've got to address what we can control. We need to look at trauma-informed learning. All these students are coming in and, you know, some of them aren't getting meals. Some of them don't have that support at home. And unfortunately, we're in a position where the school has to become that safety net. Well, when you handcuff us teachers and administration, we can't do that job effectively. Sean, do appreciate the call, man. Thank you for it. Well said. Uh, Tom in Kansas City. Tom, good afternoon. Hi. Uh, Good afternoon. Uh, I taught high school for 26 years. It was in the inner city. It was on the suburbs and. Education was done pretty well. You are right on with the parents' responsibilities, and I think that's the key in the inner city as well, is to get these parents re-educated. The parents of these kids probably went to high school in the lower-income area. They didn't care about school, so why do they care if their kids care? So so there has to be a way to stop that generational um, spiral. Spiral, yeah. How do you do it? Can't force it. Can't force people to care about their kids. You can't force you, people to ask their kids when they get home from school you, every day, you, how, was, how was school? You ha- okay, remember what happened with smoking and seatbelts? Let's look back to the 60s and 70s and start with smoking, okay? Drinking and driving. It, and drinking and driving. It was a slow, slow drip that took decades mm-hmm. for something that was once very popular to become very socially unpopular. And it happened organically. I really do believe it happened organically. I don't think all of the ads did did a, much to move that needle. I don't think the pricing did a ton to move the needle. It was this societal shift. So what are you saying? We have to figure out the opposite of how we got to this point with smoking and seatbelts and drunk driving and make school a cool thing to do. Make gonna- learning and education fun hip and cool so that the kids organically want to do it. So so you're not the nerd if you like going so, to school. It becomes cool to go to school. How do you do that, yeah, Sam? I'll, I'll tell you how you do it. You have got to get into their brains, these young people, that school is your meal ticket out. It's your way out. How? I was picked on for being a tryhard. I was picked on for being a nerd. I was picked on for doing my homework For whatever reason, the stigma has become over time, it was a generational thing, that it's cool to be not 
a tryhard or whatever that means. And so now kids look at that and they want to be cool. They want to be accepted. And school falls to the wayside well, but, but, in that process. But, but see, and I never bought into that. I, I never bought in that school was my meal ticket out. The only reason that I passed high school, that I even went to college and graduated, was because my parents told me I was going. Okay, but, but that ship has sailed. I has really it? think the way you reach the kids is we somehow have to figure out how do we get rid of the mentality that it's not cool to learn and it's not cool to go to school? And I think it, it comes back to what, what Sam was saying and, and to, to an extent what you just said, that we have to somehow get into their heads that if you don't want to live this life, which who would want to live that life? But, but if that's the only life you've of ever struggle, lived. But if you don't, this is the way you attain that. And we have to make that right. cool. I, I don't disagree with you, but if that's the only life you've ever lived, that's normal. It's also really tough to instill discipline in a growing mind when it's only being pushed on that growing mind for five to six hours a day. I'd love to talk to somebody who's done Big Brothers and Big Sisters because I had a friend who did this and she was telling me this story that she was mentoring a kiddo in junior high school. And one of the things she said that was so frustrating is that by junior high school, that mindset is already there. It's mm. already set. I'm not going to school. School's stupid. School yeah. doesn't. And she said, you know, you can throw money at this problem. You can mentor these kids. You can do all of those things. But until they understand that this is your way to a better life and you want that better life, even if you don't know that you want that better life, she said, it's like slamming my head against a brick wall every time I talk to her. Let's go to Paula in Kansas City. Paula, good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon. Well, one of my deals is I think they should make the classroom smaller. I mean, I don't care what it goes down to, but especially if they've got $50,000, I mean, they can hire a lot of teachers for that. And also that there should be some kind of a, a counseling or mental help. I mean, a lot of these kids, you know, have got some problems and that money would can be put to better use. Well, you can you can throw all the money you want at it, but if you can't get people to sign up to be a teacher, you can't make the class sizes smaller. And there therein lies the fundamental problem. Ask any university across the country; they can't get kids to come in to want to be teachers. You're going to have to pay these teachers a lot more money. Nobody wants to hear that, except teachers. Connie in Kansas City. Connie, good afternoon. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you? We're doing well. Thank you for asking. Hi, long-time listener. Um, I have an 18-year-old sitting right next to me who almost dropped out of school this year because um, high school is boring. The reason is, is they keep teaching the same academics over and over that are more for those who want to go on to college and university, but she doesn't want to. She wants to use her hands and go into the trades. Okay. So they, yeah, they need to do something more in the schools that cater to everyone's needs, not just those going off to college or university. I think, you know, schools are lacking in more the manual side of life, <laughs> teaching even the basics, how to do your taxes, how to 
get your car insurance squared away, how to, you know, all this interesting, important stuff instead of always history, trigonometry, unless you're going into a field that needs trigonometry, why am I studying it? Sure. She, she feels that same way. It's, a lot of it, I think, you can blame the parents because they're not involved, and a lot of the families here in the Kansas City area are split families. But again, I think the schools need to be more open-minded to the the trades and different aspects of education, not just always the same stuff over and over. Right now she does go to trade school in the afternoons. As a senior, she can do that. In the morning she has a regular classes at um, Crossroads uh, Preparatory Academy, and then she goes off to manual uh, career technical school and does her trade stuff. And no one skips school at manual. <laughs> Connie, thank you for the call. We can hear in the background. Nobody Ta- skips. Nobody, nobody skips. Mom, nobody skips. Nope. <laughs> nobody skips Ta- there. That's Ta- right. Tell her we said hello, Connie. I will. Thank you. All right. Be well. Quick break. Telephone number is 913-586-7798. Can we just touch on this just briefly? Somebody writes online. So my 20-year-old cousin had a baby girl last month. She named her something so horrific. I cannot even call the baby it. She combined the two names, Harvey and Charlotte. As in Weinstein? Harvey Char? (laughs) Har Char? Worse than that. No. Char Harv. No, no. Her grandparents' names were Harvey and Charlotte. So to honor her grandparents, she combined the names for her new daughter, whom she named Harlot. (laughs) Yep. For those of you who don't know, a harlot is a whore. Wait, wait, stop. Okay, first of all, did you have to use that word? There are children in the car. You could have said a... A woman of ill repute. Well, or a woman of the night. Iron Maiden has a song okay. famously named okay. Charlotte the Harlot. Did no one look up what <laughs> really? that meant? Yes. Okay, I have so many questions. Is this a joke? I have no idea. Why not just call her Charlotte? She didn't tell anyone the name idea until after the child was named and the papers oh, were signed. They were trying to be kitschy. My mom burst out, you named the baby a whore? <laughs> Stop. And my cousin started screaming. We are a loud family, but holy hell, this poor child, harlot, harlot. I'm surprised the state allowed it. Isn't there a time that someone can step in and go, we're not I, doing that? I would that? hope there, there should be. There should be. Well, now it is spelled like the latter half of the name Charlotte. It's not the actual spelling. So, Wait, Are we sure this is not a joke? It looked legit to me. Sam printed it. All right. Harlot. <laughs> Let me look that up. Is it spelled the same way? Not that it matters. It's, I told you I had a barista once and her name was Ariola. And I was like, oh, honey, no. H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E. Honestly, I would have to look up how to spell harlot. It's harlot not, is it's H-A-R-L-O-T. Not, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's not a word that yeah. I've spelled <laughs> ever. Common I'm vernacular. Not, I'm not sure I've ever spelled that word. So a harlot is a person who has activities with someone in exchange for money, Okay, AKA but can I just say one thing, and I'm not saying this is okay, because I feel bad for the child. That is not a word that is part, really, of everyday English vernacular. If you're a fan of Iron Maiden, it is. Well, 
that, you know, it's possible that nobody is the wiser that that means that. I think and most that people is what's know wrong what, with our education system. I think most people know what a harlot is. <laughs> I think most older people know. If I asked my children right now, do you know what a harlot means? Let me ask. I guarantee you they, they have no idea. From the text line, my, na- my nephew's name is Shivana. They call her Shiv for short. Shiv is straight from um, Succession. Siobhan, Shiv, the, the daughter in the most popular program on television oh. right now. Well, Shiv is also. All right, I'm asking Sarah right now. I'm asking Do you know too. what a, a harlot is? Do not look it up. Oh, they can call her Hi, Harley. babies. Do you guys know what a harlot means? And don't look it up. I'm just curious. <laughs> I cannot believe we're asking our children this. Well, by they're the way. adults. Well, I know. Who cares? Don't look it up. Don't look it up. You don't want that in your algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> Not safe for work. Why am I getting all these ads? Uh, Jason in Olathe. Jason, hello. Hello. Uh, yeah, funny. I know what it means. <laughs> I, I'm thinking back to remember the football player, I Am Hip? Remember him? I don't remember I Am Hip. I remember He Hate Me. <laughs> Yeah, there was a football name, a player named I Am Hip. Anyway, two seconds to congratulate you guys, by the way. Your inter- the way you guys covered the post-parade last week was Pulitzer Prize winning. It was amazing. You had that Kerry guy on the uh, – it proved to be that interview was 100% spot on, and you guys did a tremendous job doing that. So I want to congratulate you, but not why I called. Uh, you're talking about what, what can we do on the schools. Um You know, Bill Clinton, and I didn't agree with Bill Clinton on many things, but the one thing he advocated was uniform dress code. Yeah. And it's not a panacea. It's not going to solve every problem. But let me tell you from my own personal experience, kids that go for – if you – Jason, it evens the playing field. You you don't have to have a $100 T-shirt. Yes, and it saves a lot of money. It saves, I've been through this personally. They'll save the parents a lot of money. You don't go through the drama in the morning, and the kids don't sit there all day wondering if they don't have the coolest clothes in the world on. Mm. It doesn't mean that they have to have bobby socks and plaid skirts. It just means uniform dress code. Yeah. Blue shirt, black pants, whatever. That's one thing. And the other thing, and as Scott pointed out, parents, parents, parents. Yeah. When I was in third grade, I flunked every course I took in school. That's a long time ago, but I remember it well. I assumed I was a dumb kid, and I assumed that role. Like some kids assume they're a class clown. I thought I was. Maybe it's because I was a six or seven kids, and, and maybe all my older brothers and sisters were very smart. But my mom took me aside and said, listen, you're not going to, this is not you. She put me in summer school, and I got straight A's from there on. Parents make the difference. Amen. Amen to that. Okay, so someone very close to me says, coming up at three o'clock, that if we want to be a big-time city with big boy pants and compete with the other big-time cities out there, you should embrace $50 parking at the KC Current Games. In fact, you should say thank you when you hand over that money. We leave you with Iron Maiden's Charlotte the Harlot here on Dana and Parks. That's great. That's great. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.